here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. This is TJ Morris, and you're listening to TJ Morris ET Radio. Hello, world. We are here on a planet and has some issues, but, you know, this is our home, and we're going to take care of it. So today I'm going to talk about ET phone home, and that's from a planet's someone born on the planet, uh, how I would see welcoming new members into the world. And I'm going to call my world uh, T.J. Morris World. (laughs) And my radio show is T.J. Morris ET Radio. And I have recently uh, decided to get my friends to help me in an association to run the thing. Because after seven years of doing this as a hobby, We decided to run a company called American Communications Online, and then I have Advanced Communications Agency, T.J. Morris Agency, work it all together because we have Ace Metaphysical Institute, and uh, we help authors and artists and content providers uh, market who they are as independent uh, entrepreneurs online, especially in social media. And I've written some books called How to Social Network Metaphysics and Ace Life Coach. Hopefully it's helped some people out there. And I'm considered an ET spirit guide, and we'll explain that. But, you know, we're all living through the changes in the cosmos, and we're getting more verbal about being a part of the narrative. And I've noticed that a lot of people are learning that in cyberspace we have these uh, algorithms that pretty much are controlling uh, what we would call fairness in uh, cyberspace, and uh, I've been learning a lot about uh, big companies that have a little more money than I do, uh, Google, Microsoft, Yahoo, AT&T, uh, then the uh, Facebook where we all go and post things, and there's Snapchat, and there's all kind of ways, Pinterest, Twitter, and you'll notice people in the narrative that you hear names drop today about them using these tools, and that's all they are is tools. But what are we paying for them? ET Phone Home has a lot to do with uh, what we're creating in space and creative commons and what we think we know and what we share versus what's being controlled. And uh, a lot of people have that Uh, I don't care. I'm too busy trying to feed my family and stay out of trouble. It's all I can do to get my car to start in the morning. I relate to that. I grew up very less than in ways. I had a family that came out of World War II, and my mother saved paper bags and folded tinfoil to some of my grandparents. So I'm going to talk a little bit about life in the Ascension Age and how things have changed since then. But I asked a couple of my friends to come on that are helping me build my community. (laughs) Excuse me. I've had a spiritual community as Ascension Center since the early uh, 89 to 93 called Ascension Center. And I've had Psychic Network, and I've really been running this ACE Metaphysical Institute for as long as I can remember, and uh, helping authors and graphic artists with my T.J. Morris Publishing. And I have books out there. I have websites. And uh, I'm getting into my graphic art. I was actually made a artist of Hawaii, and I had to go through some, uh, uh, what one might say, checks and balances. And a friend of mine actually went to the meeting and talked me into it. And thank you, 
Lois Hoots, who was in worked for the state of Hawaii, got me in as a big deal in Hawaii, and especially in Waikiki area and on Oahu as a, an artist. But uh, these two people, Janet Carlesson and a mad painter, is actually Thomas Becker. But Janet was born Janet Lynn Thompson, but she married Sasha Lesson later on. And uh, that is uh, his professor's name is Alexander Philip Lesson. He really is a PhD in anthropology and has a master's in psychology. And some people couldn't find him because his nickname is Sasha. And anybody that's ever studied with him, especially in Tantra classes under uh, helping and motivating people to feel better about themselves and health and wellness and our uh, hippie age would know him as Sasha. So we'll have Janet talk a little bit about him and her and how they got together with us in the ACE. Uh, we actually had the ACE folk life. There's a lot of folklore and myths and legends, and they cover a lot of that, including the Anunnaki. But I've uh, asked uh, a mad painter, Thomas Reuben Becker, born in New York, has been raised, basically raised himself in the last 40 so years in Georgia and raised a family with kids. But he was actually back in the day with the Vietnam War, and uh, he actually was smart enough and could see what was coming in his reality. So he decided to just go ahead and join uh, the United States Navy uh, before the war or before they came to pick him up at 18. So we'll let him talk a little bit about who he is and how he got with me and uh, how he's gotten to be here because we're this month, June, is our seventh year anniversary of doing T.J. Mars. ET Radio as a station and a brand, but I've always carried my ACO brand since the beginning for Ace Folklife, for those in anthropology and folklore, because I love myths and legends and learning about life and all the, uh, I love the stories of Titans and, you know, the Sumerians and going back to Gobekli Tepe and all that, and so does uh, Janet and so does Thomas Reuben Becker. And Thomas has signed on to help me not only as our producer of this show, but as the general manager over the station so we can do maybe more shows. And I used to do seven a week, and I got burnt out. Uh, it's just too hard on me. And uh, he's worked with me for years, and so has Janet. So without further ado, as they say in the business, I will bring them on. So uh, let me grab a mad uh, – mad, uh, Thomas Becker, better known as a mad painter, right? Can you hear me? Right. Yeah, I can hear you. No problem. How's sound check okay? Yeah, you sound fine. Okay, I don't know why I can't hear you. I guess I ought to turn my volume up on my phone, shouldn't I? All right. Uh, Ken says, <laughs> I think he just said he's here. Uh, so, uh, Janet, uh, let's see, how do I do that? Uh, Ahmed, I just saw he said he's here. Ken did. Uh, but let's. Well, that's uh, great. Yeah, so we may get Ken on. I saw a little box, but it went away. So uh, maybe uh, what I'll do is get you to introduce yourself, and then while Janet's talking, I'll put you on mute and let you see if you can raise him. And if not, I'll call him somehow. It's All right? To keep <laughs> well, go ahead and tell people about yourself, whatever you're willing to share here now that we've got you this big fancy Facebook did you memorize any of your stuff we put out there for you on Facebook? <laughs> I, I looked at it. I don't need to memorize it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I 
I'm just an old hip that's really inquisitive on stuff. I'm a graphic artist. I'm a real artist, too. I do paint pictures, and I make sculptures and uh, jewelry and stuff like that. I do not make money at it. I, I don't try to make money. I believe I'm in, into sharing most of what I create with the rest of the world. I just like on these uh, radio shows, uh, I'm not interested in making money. What I'm interested in is making people think. And uh, hopefully we can get a lot of people thinking. And I think we're on the right track to do this. Uh, we do need to uh, let everybody know that what we're trying to create is a nonprofit community organization that will benefit the people and bring around disclosure. I think that's about it. All right. Well, that's a big help. All right. Now, I'm going to put you on mute so you can uh, try to get Ken on here or hopefully track him. You may have to call him. Uh but uh, see what you can do, and then I'll get back in touch with you in a minute. Okay, Janet Carol Lesson, would you come on and share a little bit about your life? Okay, um, aloha. <laughs> I'm Janet Carol Lesson. I'm calling in from Maui, Hawaii, and I've been doing these shows with TJ since 2012, June of 2012, and we've known each other since '93. We pieced it together. We were both in uh, Hawaii on the island of Oahu, and I broadcast. And um, I'm not—I'm not quite the artist that the mad painter is, but I've been dabbling in it, uh, teaching myself some graphic art. And I'd love to have a class with Thomas someday. Uh, you know, we, we don't never have enough time. <laughs> and the other thing we're doing is these radio shows. Yeah, we're we're not about money, although it costs money to run these things. So we, you know, we're all older and unlimited income and our, I mean, I don't go to an organized religion church, so I donate all my time, energy, and money to this um, effort, which is to raise consciousness and bring about the golden age of Aquarius is a way to symbol it, but uh, some way that we can balance this planet that's gone haywire and there's the ultra rich and the ultra super poor that are living in the streets and um so we're we're looking at the whole picture, we're looking at the personal and impersonal and looking to balance it and to get everybody's needs met. And so and the current interpretation of that is money. But some way there's a way back to a balance of reciprocity and sharing and gifting and supporting and loving each other. And that's how we used to do it when we were, you know, primitives just running around in the jungle. So some way we can bring that into the modern age and still be part centered and loving and kind and um, helping each other and supporting each other and creating a, a viable life for every, for all life on this planet from the biggest species down to these little geckos that run around my house. <laughs> I, have, I have, I live in the jungle in Maui, so I have animals everywhere. They geckos will go <laughs> and uh, you know, they come, the outside comes inside. I get spiders and, all kinds of interesting creatures in my house. So that's it. Uh, back to you, TJ. What do you want to talk about today on today's show? Well, I was just talking to uh, Ken, Ken Johnston Sr., who's one of our good friends that does Friday, and he's saying uh, he's working uh, Friday on the program, but uh, I thought he had to go do the horse show with his wife for tomorrow, so I need clarification on that, so I ask him if he wants to come on here now, and uh, what 
I believe this show could be about on Thursdays we were going to just do one topic, alien contact work, but we could bring it together. And uh, let me see, uh, as an author, an artist, and radio show host, the three of us all do our own shows. Ahmed, uh, he's talking to me on Facebook, if you know how to grab him, Ken Johnston on Facebook, because I didn't think he could make tomorrow's show. I have feedback for some reason, so I'll turn my let me see if he's on Skype. I mean, the only way I can get him is on Skype. Yeah, he's oh, on Skype. Skype. I, I can bring him in. All right. He's got his Skype on. All right, we'll try to do that, and then uh, we'll let him introduce himself if he gets over here. Because he, he normally does Friday with us. We set up a Friday show for Ken Johnston to help us with his uh, topics. Well, that he's, uh, he, he has joined us. You grabbed him? Yeah, he's here with us. Uh, you'll have to put his headset on, I think. Uh, Ken, okay. can you hear us? Hey, TJ, while you start, yeah. Ken, I have to uh, do something real quick, and I'll be right back. Okay, so just go through right. your pop back. I have to do something real quick. Are you going to okay. put your stuff on mute, or you want me to mute you? I'll, I'll mute. I'll mute. Okay. Uh, okay, can you hear me now? I can now. You must have put your headset on. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. All right. Uh, Ken, since we weren't sure you could come on tomorrow night because you said Friday, Saturday, and Sunday you're helping Fran with her horse show. So are you going to be able to make tomorrow right. night? <laughs> Not really. No. I'm Like I told okay. you, I'm having brain drop out. So, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm here now. That I know. Okay. I'm here right now. <laughs> okay, be in the now. Okay, well, Ken, go ahead and introduce yourself. This is being live recorded as normal, so people in Facebook can hear you, and people in Blog Talk, iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, FM Radio, Podbean, all kinds, SoundCloud. So there are people all over that listen to our podcast, so let them know who you are. Tell them a little about yourself, Ken. Well, okay, um, I was fortunate enough when I no, – uh, or if you hear me, when I got out of the United States Marine Corps back in 1966, I went to work at NASA at Johnson Space Center in Houston and became one of the first four civilian astronaut consultant pilots uh, on the Apollo program. I was hired by the Grumman Aerospace Corporation to be one of their uh, test pilots for the um, the Apollo lunar modules. And I, I handled that all the way through the whole Apollo program, all the way up to the very last one. I became the director of the data and photo control department at the Lunar Receiving Laboratory, where gave me access to all of the pictures, prints, slides, everything that we took in each one of the missions to the moon. And um, uh, every time some of the scientists around the world would order a set of different pictures from different things, I would always order an extra one and building up a an archive. And then whenever I left NASA, I had this tremendous archive of um, pictures and prints and videos and you name it. And I was told by my director to get rid of everything, just dump them. And I, so I didn't. I, uh, I dumped them in a dumpful bag and I took them home and uh, kept them there for years and years and years. And finally, in 19, oh, mercy, if I get this wrong, 1998, uh, Richard C. Hoagland discovered what I had that was the original pictures that hadn't been doctored. And they put me in front of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. several times. And uh, I guess I got known around the world as the uh, the whistleblower that was guaranteeing that we had definitely gone to the moon and we had discovered other things on the moon which weren't told to the public. 
So now uh, that I've come forward and then there's other people like myself that are willing to step forward and risk uh, life and soul and everything else to be sure that everybody knows exactly what we did on the moon and what's going on on Mars right now. So with that, I've joined up with this team with um, TJ and Ahmed and, and the other members of the team to uh, be sure that we're getting all the, the facts and the true information out to the public and to the world and making it available. Because that way, once it's – and it is already available. I've, I put a complete set of the archive with the Roswell UFO Museum and Research Center, so it wouldn't do any good for them to bump me off or someone to kill me uh, because the information is out. And so I, I can sleep good at night for um, being at the right place at the right time. That's kind of a little background on me of those that haven't. If you go to my uh, website, um, Ken Johnston uh, Media, that's S-T-O-N, Johnston, KenJohnstonMedia.com, and uh, right now posted, I just noticed it got put up there, um, the Apollo team, and it's it's a complete uh, little autobiography, thanks to um, uh, T.J. Morris, on making it public to um, to the world. So with that... I'm ready to keep tra- charging on being a typical old Marine. You know how that goes. All right. Is that, that's, that's enough information, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> For right now, that's good. Okay. Well, folks, uh, I will admit that Ken and myself and a mad painter, Thomas R. Becker, uh, he goes by Thomas, is uh, we're three veterans, okay? Uh, and actually – Navy Marines works together, so we're going to do that. I've worn all the uniforms. I was blessed to have a lot of training that I didn't really understand why they were training me. But I guess just so I'd know what I was talking about someday when I was doing this as an ambassador of goodwill for our planet, our culture, uh, we're doing allied command integration with those on the planet from out in space. And... uh, I was just reading, Irina Scott. Is she going to come on tomorrow, Mad? Can you hear me? Let me I'm doing a yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what that message said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It slid in and I, slid I out. I put it out on here, you know. Okay. So uh, we'll have Dr. Irina Scott tomorrow joining us. We're building a community of uh, people that just have the same space advocacy interests at all levels of intelligence and awareness and uh, getting the facts. And, you know, we're all truth seekers. That's what we have in common. And we're all pretty much retired now, (laughs) working together. It gives us something to do. We're the old guys. So there's a new Men in Black coming out. So pay attention. We'll help with art and entertainment. We're educational entertainers, so to speak. We're considered public figures. And uh, most people are staying in touch with us via social media. So, you know, we're all slaves to the cyberspace way to get in. And uh, so we're big IT uh, fans. We're not nerds. We wish we were. But uh, I was called a NASA nerd. I'm sure Ken was. But uh, I didn't do the hippie thing. But uh, Janet and uh, a mad Thomas Becker, if you hear me calling him a mad, uh, we're going to ask him about that again, so it's recorded here. But they're hippies, or we're hippies, and uh, so they claimed that because they were over there. I don't know if they went to Woodstock or not, but Bill M. Tracer wrote a book on on that, and we'll have Bill on. He's no, an I artist. got shut down on the highway. I couldn't make it. 
<laughs> well, I, I got to step in here, uh, TJ, because you have to understand yeah. when the when the when the Beatles, all those people are going to the field and doing things like that. I was in the United States Marine Corps, and we, we took all of those little bugs and things, and we stepped on them. And so, you know, you can't really call me as being one one of the uh, uh, one of the nerds. I was one of the <clears throat> the Marines. Okay. <laughs> so you were a Marine, and you stepped on beetles. So uh, that's I right. get that. <laughs> I get okay. that. So, uh, folks, the Beatles were a big group back in the day. I hope you've heard of them. There's a movie coming out about uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, about something to do with the Beatles, or at least their music. So pay attention to that. So uh, I grew up, like I said, with my mother and my grandparents saving paper bags and tin foil, And there was a reason for that. We didn't have a lot during World War II, I guess. And then the Korean War, and I was born December 26, 1951. So, E.T. phoning home, I was born into a reality with Sputnik going around. Uh, I think I, it was 57. I used to know the date. I don't know, but I could explain that because I'd already had a out-of-body near-death or uh, astral projection or whatever we're going to call it in today's reality. We used to couldn't even talk about that. So, uh, I don't know how I'm going to get into E.T. phone home to explain because that is part of disclosure and you know my reality is based on what I learned just like everybody else and I learned uh, very white Anglo-Saxon Protestant I was called a wasp growing up in America and uh, I was brunette with hazel eyes but I've grown up to be 5'11 with pure white hair so I was called a Nordic <laughs> and uh, I really don't know what I am because I'm called a lot of things so Going back through time, we're going to do a little story here with uh, those that want to join our ACO club and uh, share maybe in our ACO association with a boat. And we're going to bring all that to our expenses for keeping us archived and our stories alive and putting it in print and art in cyberspace here. So I'm doing my best to share who I am and the way I perceive my reality that doesn't necessarily mean it matches other people's. And so a mad painter, which is Thomas R. Becker, and Ken R. Johnson are close to my age, and we're going to create something that hopefully will be ongoing for those people that don't mind sharing a piece of them or the way they see their reality based on the Allied Command, which normally we're going to have people on Friday. So Dr. Irina Scott has her reality of how she grew up too. So basically this today will give you a little idea of what we're doing with our members is getting them to be honest about who they are, how they were brought up. They're what's called your life story. And then hopefully find their soul purpose. That's what our ACE Metaphysical Institute promotes is reincarnation, out of body experiences, near death experience, esoterics, metaphysics in general. And, of course, artists and authors and all of that. And it has a lot to do with consciousness and how we think about ourselves and that inner observer versus it's like your brain is split, split, split left and right side. And we're learning that our soul essence or whatever we are that comes down to the body and lives, we call it living. So we're born and we live and we die. But we talk about that as separate from us, as soulless and spirit, God, or whatever. And then those other beings may come from space 
Uh, I personally believe the ET phone home is about uh, us as extraterrestrial beings coming from somewhere out there, something like quantum energy, soul, or whatever. And I don't think I can prove it other than my experiences, but that would be my testimony. So uh, Ken's got a little bit of that. Amad's got a little bit of that. Everybody's got a little bit of that. Something inside them that they're not really sure what it is, but we know if we die, at least what we think dies goes on. And I've been listening to a lot of science programs about that. So uh, Janet must have had to go tend to something uh, because she's fallen off. So I'm going to help get uh, Amad. Help me out here because I know Ken can do this too. With this TJ Marcy T Spirit Guide, Living Through the Change in the Cosmos, you know, that's uh, TJ Marcy is my brand, ET Spirit, TJ Marcy Spirit, ET Spirit Guide. I do that when I do channel, uh, uh, not channel, I do uh, readings, sharing the Akashic field. I mean, you've been talking about you're familiar with tarot cards and things like that, but how can we get people to understand? that we use tools, that doesn't mean we are the tools, and it doesn't mean that we understand everybody that is a reader of Tarot or in the East Metaphysical Institute, but we know that they would lean more towards creation and a God or spirit or the way we brought up, you know, with our history. Is there any way you could help with this conversation and a narrative about who we are versus what we think we are or what we learn? Any any input? Well, I, I mean, just like everybody, they got their own real personal beliefs, and uh, of course, well, I got an opinion, not a belief. It's in my opinion that we are all spiritual beings, and that uh, we're just here in a meat suit or, you know, uh, this shell that we uh, call a human body, and we're here to learn something, and we're gonna we're destined to read. Re- uh, carnate here until we figure out what we're supposed to be learning and before we can move on to the next uh, level. And, and the whole idea is to get to bring ourselves to the same conscious level as the creator or source, whatever you want to call it. All right. So that was that bringing the word. Yeah. That does to me. Uh, Ken, can you address any of this where we're going with? Building this association of spirit people. <laughs> well, um, I kind of go along with Ahmed, what he had to say there. And, of course, most of us have gone through a phase in our lives where we've gone from non-believing to believing to researching to understanding to perhaps to the level to where we can accept the fact of, of as Ahmed was talking about, um, Mine raised a, is a little fellow in a little town called Hart, Texas, H.A. There's only 560 people there. We lived out on a farm. Anyway, the reason I say that is because that was whenever I uh, – and using the terminology that theology uses, uh, that's where I was, was saved and baptized in the local Baptist church, and then I grew up that way. And then uh, later on through NASA and in contact with extraterrestrials and all, I became um, – uh, went the, the deep route and became a uh, full-fledged minister with a calling and uh, preaching and went down the whole line. And then uh, now I'm, I guess I'm looking at preaching the truth of what's happened in the world and what's happening in the universe 
and what part we're playing in that. And uh, as I had said, we're we are all partial spirit beings, but we have to uh, mature to the level of the Creator that created this this whole big mess, if you want to call it that, to where we will be in a position to be able to um, uh, continue the development of, of intelligent, satient beings throughout the whole universe, the galaxy universe. So um, I guess you can say, yes, I have a, a fairly strong uh, re- religious conviction, as well as I do a very strong military connection and with the, the space program. Okay, so it's kind of a, I don't look at it as a little here and there. I look at that as a, a well-rounded opportunity to participate in, in what we're doing right now. In fact, I, I really think that what we're creating here, TJ, and um, it is um, extraterrestrials have had trouble making direct contact with government bodies because the governing bodies want to have complete control, total control, whereas they can make contact directly with uh, us human beings all over the whole world, the earth, I should say. And um, this is where people are winding up uh, discovering that they've had contact with extraterrestrials in their lives when they were little and young. And this is thankfully um, people like Sasha uh, uh, is able to do hypno- hypnosis and do hypnotic regression and going back and uh, helping people get their memories to come up. It's fascinating to find out who you are, what you've done, and, and hopefully what part we're playing here in this, this time and in the very near future, because I've been saying for the last several years here, not too many, like two or three years, that we are moving into full disclosure because let's face it, the government hasn't put it out there. It's been about time that we are the ones that are putting out the full disclosure of direct contact with sentient intelligent beings. So I guess that's the, the calling that I now have more than a, the, a theological calling. I am calling of the universe. We'll call it that. Let's call it the calling of the universe. I'm there. All right. All right. Did you just mix that up? Calling of the universe, because that's a good one. <laughs> I made. I'm well. That's what was just popped into my brain. So it's got to be worth something. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, hey, we can still use your brain. That's not too bad. Or whatever the receiver is, like Tesla said, right? He uh, was very well known for Nikola Tesla. We're learning much more about him versus uh, when we grew up, we learned about Thomas Edison, and he created the light bulbs, for instance. However, now that we're much more educated and there's more information out there, people our age have been learning much more about Nikola Tesla, just for instance. And this is a lot of where the world is going now is thanks to what we've created with cyberspace and the Internet. Uh, we in the cosmos can talk to each other a little bit better even on this planet. And uh, we can either look at it as a good thing or a bad thing. And everybody that's following Elon Musk, which I do, and Sir Richard Branson, who's they, they've got money and they earned it, I'm sure. I don't think they were born rich, but we can go check it. Ahmed, do you know anything about Elon Musk or Sir Richard Branson with the, uh, what is it, Virgin Airlines? And he's putting in a high rail train somewhere down here in Florida near Orlando or Miami or somewhere. I'm not sure about Elon Musk, but I think the other one's a self-made millionaire, but I'm not positive. I don't follow the money. Yeah, although we should, I guess. Uh, 
somebody's calling me right now. I guess they don't know I'm on the phone, so they'll have to wait their turn and wait till I get off in a couple hours. Uh, can you hear me, Ahmed? Because they're calling on my phone. I'm calling in on the cell phone. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Hear you. You're yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just have to push that button. Okay. Um, folks, it's very hard to do what we're doing, and we would like to ask any of you volunteer-type spirits out there that are, whether you're a veteran or not, if uh, we just are doing what we can to support uh, as extraterrestrial spiritual beings, uh, knowing who we are at some level, claiming it, working with those in space that we may or may not be aware of. So you can call it God or Jesus or angels or extraterrestrials or aliens or uh, the bad guys. We always have malevolent, which they say malevolent is what we would think of as negative, decline, bad, versus benevolent, which you'd think of as good, uh, positive, uh, ascending, uh, rising to the occasion or what and if you're thinking about we're all in a hologram, which a lot of people now think we're all just in some big video game now, and I guess we all created that narrative or that mandala or uh, what, a meme or uh, thought as uh, unemployed philosophers working together on the planet, <laughs> is that uh, some of us are so scientifically involved with learning how to put words to empirical data, meaning things that our peers can do themselves for themselves and prove it to themselves. We say science, in a way, is about letting our peers, like Tesla and Edison, you know, show something, do it, repeat, make it happen, and uh, you can see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, sort of like electricity. I don't know that you can taste electricity, but I hope that may not be the best analogy, but. The thing is that there's people that do things that you never hear about or you may hear about later on in life due to history, and truth does come out, and we're truth seekers. And then there's those you know you never hear about, and then those that make so much money and get the name and the glory and get out there, and then we hear about them historically. So that's why on my logo that I personally did create Ace Folk Life, that's my artwork, for Ace Folk Life, and I added, thank God, before my husband died, ACO, which was for Ascension Center Organization because I was on the spiritual quest to get this information out because I didn't know how to explain supernatural magic, fire from space, and things that were happening. Like the, uh, I've got a, a, some artwork that came down to me and just appeared, and uh, there was just no way to explain that for years. Uh, I couldn't even explain it to myself, much less to anybody else. So it has an Ascension metaphysical quality to it. And uh, the ACO is now for Allied Command Organization as well because uh, we all liked the Allied Command Org, meaning an alliance in space, an alliance on the planet. So yes, believe that we're going to do our best to provide as much information as truth seekers as we can working together. It's organic. It's growing with these radio shows. And uh, seven years into it, and I've spent a lot of money to get uh, people to try to find each other and work together as is uh, – a lot of people, not just me, but uh, I don't have the, the levels that these beings do that are entrepreneurs or self-made billionaires, but uh, who knows? Uh, it's about helping the entire planet and the entire species, 
And what part do we play? And everybody is important. I strongly believe that each person has a reason for being here. And when we talk, like uh, Ken, you said universal. Say it again. Was it uh, mad? What did he say? Universal something. Uh, uh, awareness. Uh, what did you say, Ken? Do you remember the two? You put something together. I've already forgotten it. <laughs> didn't, we didn't really write it down right then. It may be gone. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'll think of it. <laughs> We're creating hey, when, when we get Yes, when we this is the way it happens though, is that when you're getting signals and information and it comes to you if you don't record it, write it down or keep it, you know, I think that uh may say, Well, you know, if you don't do something, I'm gonna pass it on to someone else. So I'll I'll do my best to come back up with it. Thank you. So sorry. At least we've got it recorded. But Ahmed, did do you remember I mean, it was significant. It was like he was being called by the universe or something to speak. Inspiration, well, that's but you can't remember it. Because I mean, this is how a lot of channels work. I mean, when they do the channeling, they don't know what they say. They have to go back and listen to it again. You know, I'm definitely oh. one of those because yeah, that, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Ken. Go ahead. You've you've seen it in action right here live. It comes in. If you don't use it, it goes. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. Tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> well, that's probably the reason we're archiving, folks, and we're we're in the now. And people are saying in the now more than ever, being here now and uh, being in the world but not of it. However, all of us are of the world if we're born here on the planet because we can see each other. We're walking and talking around what a man calls meat suits. So at least whatever. That is up there when E.T. phones home. You know, that came from a Steven Spielberg movie, which he did a great job on E.T., a movie called E.T. And my daughter that just passed, uh, Ginger Teresa Faye Parrish, and she got married to a Bowers. So her married name was Bowers, and she went by Ginger Bowers at Moffitt Hospital. She's passed March 16th at Three, I think it was 33 in the morning, but uh, 3.03. But she would talk about E.T. Fun Home, and my children did because we went to see E.T., and it was a good timing for kids. And they grew up seeing UFOs and understanding. I, I read people and tarot cards, and we went to church on Sundays. And, you know, they always had to grow up with a mother that was different. All my children could put affected electricity and we ran through light bulbs more than most and she would put her finger in a light socket and uh, peel it back like a banana black i never understood that she did over and over so that we didn't know what to do with her she was left uh handed and uh very beautiful she's gone now she's passed but i wonder where she is so as i guess one might say creationist uh, we usually don't talk politics and religion on my shows. However, somehow it gets around sort of mixing together because everything is connected. And uh, Ken and Ahmed and I have agreed to be, as of yesterday, three directors working together for ACO Association. So the brand has ACO in it, has Ace Folk Life. It's a blending of all the things I've done and pulled it in together with one logo, but we're also going to have Allied Command 
organization, and we'll talk about that more tomorrow with a maybe pulling that together for people that join our little ACO association. So, and I'm going to do reading still because I enjoy it. It's educational entertainment, but it's getting to use what we're talking about right now. Although we don't, a lot of times we say things, but it comes from the where. Uh, where where does the thoughts come from? Ken, back to you. Where do our thoughts come from? Well, from the universe, let's face it. That's where all the vibrations are. Okay. Um, it's that universe word again. <laughs> there you go. No, I, I think that it's a, it's a matter of contact. And uh, depending on where you are in your life and not just education, but then ex- experience, and that's part of what this whole planet Earth has been for, is at first to gain ex- experience. And hopefully we'll learn enough to be able to um, uh, be of more value. Right now, it's Earth as an experiment, I'm afraid, has been it, it's had its good points and its bad points. And we've got to find a way that we can stay more on the positive as far as uh, intelligence so that we can then make direct contact with intelligent beings throughout the whole universe. That's That's been one of the hardest things that, as homo sapiens sapiens have had is being able to uh, be conscious that we're not the only beings in this, this universe that was created. So uh, I think we still have a long ways to go and I'm excited about having a party even down to this level. Uh, hopefully that uh, we'll be able to take a step or two higher in this level. Anyway, it, it's going to keep me out of trouble. So long as I'm doing what's right. All right. How about you? Well, uh, I've got people uh, on my Facebook electronically. There's a lot I don't understand, folks. I'm, I'm going to admit I'm pretty much ignorant when it comes to what's changing daily in my life. But I've somehow wired my phones and everything together in cyberspace. And so uh, I've got to get more educated about these algorithms and how we use these tools I was always one of those kids that was delighted when I was born. They had TV. They didn't get color TV. That was the big thing we were all looking forward to. Now kids all have smartphones, and I don't know what they're looking forward to. I guess flying cars. But uh, color TV came along, and my uncle made sure he brought me a a new one that I could get color on because they were all black and white. But uh, I've got people telling me now that only the rich people are going to be able to get off the planet. I see little things flopping up. Uh, off of Facebook, so people are listening to this conversation. They wanted to see what I was going to talk about. A mad ET phone home when we don't even understand all this electronic stuff that's changing and being upgraded all the time in IT and in communications. Uh, can you jump into this conversation? Because where I was asking, where do the thoughts come from, and how are we supposed to use all this stuff, and why is it some some things we get direct and other things we need these smartphones I'm talking on. Well, uh, where thoughts come from is the, uh, the etheric uh, level. It's it's part of, some people call it the Akashic record. Uh, personally, I don't. I think it's just our shared consciousness that we used to have, but we've been taught not to be able to use uh, by society. These uh, smartphones and the internet is our attempt to get back to this uh, communications that we used to have with people, even with people across the world, and not use electronics. Electronics is actually uh, stubbing our natural abilities and not helping them. 
So you think we at one time all had ESP, like they say back in Moo and Atlantis, that there were beings oh, yeah, in the beginning? Oh, yeah, I did. Huh. Yeah, I, I believe that. But we've been taught well, that, that we, you know, that we don't have it. Uh, I mean, we all have it still. If I mean, you can tap into the Akashic right, which is just everybody's super consciousness combined. Well, I saw a, a man's name today on my LinkedIn, and we became friends today. But I don't know who he is. This goes by Lawrence M, and he's friends with Hal Putoff. I noticed, and Hal Putoff apparently is a friend of mine too on LinkedIn. So there's ways to track things that we may or may not know that we're connected to out there in space somehow, but when it becomes uh, something we can see in these electronic apparatuses, (laughs) is that a word? Apparatuses? (laughs) These um, tools, these um, physical reality devices. devices. There you go. Then it's like something we understand a little better. And I believe this is the transition. Ascension age were the uh, words I was given. You can say inspired by the universe, if you will, like Ken does, our God. Because you know, growing up theologically, we were taught there was the, the big word, one, uh, one place in space or one thing or person or being that we couldn't possibly comprehend with our little little tiny level as little like drops in a big ocean of water so we can't really understand the entire ocean because we're all little drops of water is that uh, sort of what we're doing is that what we're touching is the the universal order may have this big ocean of water up there so to speak and our little drops how do do we raise and that's what ascension age is about sharing how do we learn to communicate this huge place in space that's larger than the universe actually and i'd like to get into that a little bit but uh ken how far does your expansion go because i use the minimum of seven levels universally like the doll theory you know, a level inside a level. But how far do you universally? You believe there's other universes out there? Oh, I'm I'm not sure that I'm the qualified one to answer that question for sure. But um, I I like to look at it at, from the standpoint of where we are now. We are uh, restricted by time, distance, and space. And if we're looking at uh, the speed of light, and um, that means that when if we're picking up signals coming from another galaxy in another part of the universe and we're, wow, I want to communicate with that person, you may find out that that was millions of years ago that that signal may have left that area. But yet in telepathy or in the mental, I think I accept the fact that we can mentally communicate beyond the speed of light. And this is where the challenge of, of contact, of higher intelligence and higher uh, beings are so uh, there's still so much for us to learn and uh, it's it's always exciting biggest problem we have to worry about is the misinterpretation of what communications we're getting and what our purpose is and how we're supposed to use that intelligence and uh, unfortunately we've seen it being used in the negative and 
conquering and destroying and um, being an old Marine that's, you know, you're trained to be able to think in those terms, to put it behind you and then look at how can we help make peace in the universe, not just here on the planet Earth, but that we can all work together as intelligent beings. I'm, I'm Right now I'm looking at my screen here, Ahmed, and I'm looking at this um, this picture. I presume this is you. Um, to me, that, that it's a beautiful gray with very nice, intelligent eyes. I just found it. <laughs> Anybody else? Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, good in real life. Well, you know, that's just it. Um, well, I, I guess I've rambled enough on that. I There's still so much for us to learn, and if the only way we're going to get there is by working together as a team. And that's what we're creating now is a team. And um, the people who are going to take offense because they're out there that believe that their interpretation of the universe and of the creation and uh, intelligence is the only way to look at everything. We have those that would be against us. And then there are those that are going to say, well, that what was that the cartoon kicker? They always says that sounds logical. You know, anyway, I'm I'm more of in favor of it does sound logical, but let's let's always be careful. You got to you've got to watch as as, as a marine. You always got to keep your eyes looking around to be sure there's not someone drawing a bead on you as a sniper. So, um, hmm. we have the negatives and we have the positives. Let's work towards the positives, and I think that we're going to see a great success taking place here within the very near future. Um, the full disclosure is going to be the biggest part of it. And I'm excited about uh, having been uh, chosen. And I, who was that? Uh, William Tompkins has his book called, um, uh, uh, wait a minute, Selected by Extraterrestrials. And uh, I'm <laughs> chosen. Yeah, you're right. Chosen. That's right. My, in my new book, I put selected by <laughs> extraterrestrials. <laughs> So why not? I mean, it, there's there, but there are people who are going to say, "Oh my gosh, he he thinks that he's been in contact with extraterrestrials. He's a he's a wacko." Well, uh, maybe being a wacko is a smarter way to go. I don't know. I'm open. I'm open to it. So anyway, uh, it, well, I'm being, excited. Go ahead. Being somebody outside the normal is not necessarily a bad thing because if you look at the world out there, most people are unaware of what's going on. So being outside the box doesn't make you uh, different or a wacko. It just makes you more aware of the situation that's happening around you. Well, and, and it's awfully hard to 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 work outside the box because uh, you're, you're – Oh well, I, I, you're, you're, what you're doing is you're you're opening your mind and you're expanding um, the patterns that you want to think about. And then, and I've always told, do your own research and get to understand what's going on. This is why so much misinterpretation of the ancient Egyptians and the other uh, other parts of our past histories have been misinterpreted. I think, in many respects. So and and in our direct contact with extraterrestrials in past uh, centuries, a long time, hundreds of years, thousands of years. So it, it's we're in a in a very exciting phase of what the purpose of this little planet Earth 
was put here in my own personal opinion and for what I've gleaned from doing my own research. We're not just out here stumbling around for, for no reason at all. Hopefully we're out here to gain more intelligence and more knowledge. Okay, so let's let's keep pressing on and we'll make it um, our objective, I presume, to um, uh, give a source of information that we have, that we've gleaned, and that we're willing to talk to others and bring them into the to the team, the organization, and who knows where this is going to lead, but I intend to stick with it and work with it and see what see what's behind the closed doors. Okay. That's where I'm at. I'm at well, you know, it's gonna take all of us and uh just because I've got the brand T J Mars E T radio in here and we've been using it for seven years, folks, at forty a month, roughly, thirty nine ninety nine or something or thirty nine. Who's counting, right? But it's not exactly something I wanted to do or had the money to do, but it became seven years later, so I know I've got at least that much money. I think in the first one, they may have let me do 28. I'm not sure, but roughly you can add it up. What's just say basically 40 times 12, so 40, you know, we'll say 400 and what, 40 is $480. All right, so we'll take out the 80. So let's say even 400 a year for seven years is $2,800, okay? So we got at least $2,800, if anybody's counting, to start this in goodwill, and that's cash that went to Blog Talk Radio so you guys could hear me. And some I'm mad, uh, roughly six out of the seven or maybe even seven out of the seven if we go back and check. And then uh, Ken, I know he was on in – at least in 2016, because I found it. So at least three years, Ken, and you don't even think about that or recognize it. So it's interesting that, you know, we're building this ACO association, and we have a, a in the United States, we have articles and bylaws to go by. So you can figure out if you'd like to fit in. We've got the ACE Folk Life Society, we've got ACE Metaphysical Institute, we have uh, arts, uh, the ACE Metaphysical Institute graphic artist, Amiga. And uh, Amigo. <laughs> uh, so we're going to work together with uh, the authors and artists and communicators and radio hosts and uh, whoever else wants to work with us as an individual thinking or knowing and sharing information that you feel that you want to share with others. And that gives us a narrative to support, and I've recently uh, watched a lot of YouTubes at night trying to educate myself. One of them, had, mostly they deal with science and quantum physics, and people like uh, the the more well-known ones, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Michio Kaku, and uh, I don't know, Tom Campbell for uh, Theory of Everything, and uh, learning about people that are doing their best to help the world, and uh, We've been sharing a lot of uh, knowledge about those that are looking for something to describe everything, and a lot of it has to do with are we returning? Are we reincarnationist? Are we reincarnating? Or is our energy coming back? And I don't know that it is or isn't, but I have memories that I've found uh, of me, and or at least it feels like it's me, and it's different of uh, having past lives versus 
what we're talking about just coming like you're inspired or you get an epiphany or some knowledge that comes into your head. So all these things that are coming to be me that make up who I am is a phenomenology more than anything because you sit in front of a medical doctor and try to explain what's going on in your mind. Usually they'll send you to a psychologist to work out the details, but if you have to have medication for what's going on or you have a psychosis from lack of sleep or just problems, they may send you to a psychiatrist. So hopefully our little support community will keep you from having to do all that and being open-minded but figuring out where you fit in into our science community tribe. It's like a spiritual science community that I've been building since, at least 93 so uh, it's going to take some time because we've all been in social media if you're friends of mine on Facebook and listening I saw some of your little things flip up on my screen I I want to be of assistance to help people you know, learn how to use this technology however I would prefer you to feel like there's more to you than just the physical container or the meat suit and uh, we work with a lot of people that are helping others as like I said, agents, consultants, organizers, uh, engineers, scientists, even astronauts. And uh, we've had several astronauts with us working in space and uh, all over the world. And uh, now we're looking at to help space advocacy, those in the space race, to get space waste. <laughs> because somebody needs to start putting that in the narrative or in the uh, minds of others. There's a very small percentage that understand what goes up must come down sooner or later, but we've got things out there with our satellites that we need more of. And I have formed American Communications Online, three words, American Communications, plural, online. And you take the first letter of each of those, and that's in my logo, A-C-O, which also stands for Alien Contact Organization and Allied Command Organization. And so we're going to use that acronym, but there's also plenty of other people that have that. I've seen them up and down in the medical field. They CO groups are people working together with their hospitals for insurance reasons, affordable care organizations, for instance. They use ACO. And, uh, you know, it's like AAA or AAA or AARP or any of those, they use different things. There's cancer society. So you're just going to have to realize that our brand comes with where we are. We're three Americans, but we have the North American continent in green on a blue ocean with a, a circle and black with Ace Folk Life written up there. And we're going to do our best to help everybody do what I like to do. And I hope that they join my ACO club. They realize that we're working together with myths and legends. So, uh, Ahmad, you know, history, with you and our, we write books and we do artwork. But how do people really know the difference between what's real and what's not? We're getting into that level of uh, reality that inside cyberspace, our children growing up, are, they may all be having jobs inside cyberspace and virtual reality that have nothing to do with keeping their body, uh, food, clothing, and shelter the way we grew up. They may even be afforded food, clothing, and shelter like we had in the Navy and just doing a job. Can you address that? For, it's, 
it's going from the way we grew up versus the way they're going to grow up in the future. Well, that that's really what the government wants. They want you dependent on them, to, you know, for everything. And I, I don't think that's – we don't need that. That's, you know, daddy save me stuff, you know. We need to be make more of a, a, a stand for ourselves and be able to deal with things on our own. We We don't need an overseer or a babysitter, you know, but that's what they want, in my opinion anyways, you know. Yeah, I, I think, and uh, that's the reason why we, we, Earth was kind of created and populated with the intelligent beings, is it was an experiment to see if we couldn't think and operate for ourselves and not having to be like an ant hive. No, you know, uh, as human beings, we don't have to just follow the straight line. We can we can take uh, getting an education. You don't have to all be a uh, a teacher. You don't all have to be a pilot. You don't all have to be an um, engineer um, or, or an author or English or you name it. There are all different avenues that we can take in the existence that we're in now, which may help us understand why we were put here to begin with. I was going to add in a little I'm – I'm the third born in this family. Uh, older brother A.R. was um, – Five years older than me, Jimmy was uh, 17 months older than me. They were both uh, took my my dad's uh, French, slightly olive skin uh, texture and dark hair, brown and brown eyes. And here I come along, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, and fair skin. And um, and if you take what happened to me when I was like three years old in an operation where my heart's in the operation, my heart stopped beating for 39 seconds and. Um, I fully believe that um, I'm probably a walk-in because I was considerably different when it comes to the art and the science and different things that the other two brothers uh, were more more uh, strong at. And, uh, of course, that I was into the music and the science, all, all kinds of fun things. But yet it was all part of helping me become, I guess, who I am. And uh, sometimes I wonder who that is, but <laughs> it's uh, – it's a case of the more education, the more exposure we can get. And, and by exposure, I hope it doesn't include uh, doing evil and bad things. Being Doing the good things in life and the universe and stuff is where you're really going to gain the, the intelligence that you need to be able to interface with, with what is going on in the entire galaxy of not just our galaxy, but the entire universe. Anyway, that's a little off off key here, but just to let you know, I, I personally think that I am a walk-in, and that'll be some of the next things, maybe one of the next books or something. Uh, TJ, you can guide me in the right direction there, being a, a an author yourself, but also a publisher, and um, find out what makes uh, Ken Johnston, uh, the civilian astronaut consultant pilot, tick. So, okay, I'm I'm ready to learn more. The more we learn, the more we understand, and the a better that we can can do for not only ourselves but to, for the whole universe and that we're involved with, and that's that's kind of what we're involved in right now. So, uh, I'm still an experiment, aren't I? You're up. Well, everybody everybody is, and uh, Mad, you can help me with this. <clears throat> what I was watching among these scientists, and at least two atheists were on the panel of about five people on this YouTube. Uh, it has to do with science, and they have these big uh, conference-looking hallway rooms or auditoriums with thousands of people listening to them, 
it's like a science foundation or you know they have university people come over but they were discussing uh, it just happens to be on my mind but it fits with this ET fun home show is if I choose to not be an atheist because I was born into a creationist reality it's they were talking about it being traditional and uh, and how it's comforting to be around others in our communities, our tribes, our traditional families and friends and community and in where we're born. And they were going back to when we come as babies and how we have to learn. You know, we're, uh, we're born basically, if you notice a baby will – they didn't talk about this, but I, I just know – they will – Cry when they're hurting and they fall. If they're, they're they have a natural fear of falling, uh, and we can go, go into that and go into the science portion of how we come here with a human form. But I've had children, and I know they don't breathe once, uh, just because they come out breathing. Uh, very seldom do they do that, but they have to cut the uh, cord. So we'll say they usually have to suck suck the water out of their lungs and get them to breathe to turn them upside down spank them on the butts common you know but uh to get them to make a breath and uh just saying that what we're talking about with et phone home is the et portion of a spirit essence and we're calling it a spiritual science our spirit science and uh, there's various groups out there forming these same reality groups communities whatever and social media and cyberspace so we're not the first and we won't be the last but how do we uh tell atheists about who we are like ken's saying there's still more to him each individual is a collection of something inside something so we're not nothing and we don't believe nothing comes from nothing so that pretty much separates uh now, Ken and Matt, I'll let you talk about this, but the, to be a devil's advocate would mean if we had, which I did not invite an atheist on the panel, but for ET, because I believe extraterrestrials are somebody and something. Are I've seen essence and spirits that can move things, and we call them the movers. I happen to be born as a bilocator, our word that we use, like we use it in quantum physics, meaning I know I'm here and I'm somewhere else at the same time. That is a belief I have based on my personal experiences, and they're proving that in quantum entanglement. But uh, anything you want to add, Ken, or Ahmad? Let's start Ahmad because Ken talked last time. Ahmad, on this, what I'm talking about, how do we get people to understand ET phone home when it's in the ascension age? Basically, I'm talking about your energy coming down to a meat suit and leaving, going back up. We call that ascension. But first of all, you got to believe you're you're not just going to you know, the atheist point of view is we're creationists. Can you help me out here, Ken? I mean, I'm at. Well, well, most people are are about self instead of we, and people who are spiritual are more about the we, and not the me. And you cannot wake somebody up to a spiritual awakening. They have to do it all on their own. I mean, you can present all the evidence out there that you want, but they are not going to accept it until they're ready to. That's well said, and I, I fully agree too. That uh, you know, until they're willing to 
and, and that's why I, I tell it, young kids and they over the Civil Air Patrol and young people, and I tell them do your own research, and and don't just believe that uh, something tells you that this is this is for real. Well, okay, if it's for real, I should be able to research and figure out how it became real and what part I'm having in this and what it's going to lead to. Is it going to be good or is it going to be bad? These are the things we learn in this condition that we're in now. And this is where the training place is. This earth is where a lot of the training has been taking place. So that's, that's kind of my philosophy too, Ahmed. So um, I'm, I'm with you <laughs> on most of it. Hello. Well, just, the word athe- just the word atheist is such a tough word, but there's a lot of people that say they're not spiritual or they don't believe in life after death or they don't believe we came from somewhere in space. And that's okay. I'm open-minded to learn how to talk to people about energy and how they describe it. But when I've seen several friends that said they were atheists and they came back to being creationists or at least uh, spiritual believers, maybe. They'll say I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. But the thing is they know they were born into a body because that seems to be how they got here. And most people at least want to believe they were born to a mother, meaning another human, so they know they've got a human body. They can, they don't, you know, some people don't even know who their mother is. They don't even know who their parents are. So it must be a really tough life to be a spiritual person when you don't even really know that you came from another physical body or you lived not even knowing who your parents were. That would be a hard enough egg to crack by yourself. So that, you know, hopefully there's guidance in our world to teach you how to talk and walk and and somehow become educated somewhat but they were talking about uh you know science and how do people become who they are and believe when they know most people on the planet at least 60 percent of them the majority believes there is a god meaning spiritual creation and then there's they talked about some that believe in spiritual isms meaning like ghosts and entities and things we cover in the paranormal and phenomenology. And then they talked about animism, which is like they were comparing all the Japanese people when you're born in Japan. They, they showed some AI, uh, a gentleman in, in Japan that uh, has a robot that looks just like him. He made it like him and called it his twin. And the gentleman doing that show, this is on a different show, but he was talking about how odd it was that the scientists being Japanese – and uh, uh, into robotics and electronics and AI and artificial intelligence was referring to this uh, basically machine a creation sitting there with no soul. How he could cre- talk to him about his twin brother, you know. So basically, it boiled down to he, the Japanese creator, explained in English roughly. His second language to this gentleman that spoke English, which was apparently his first language, that in Japan they believe everything has spirit. So that's the first time I'd heard that. I should know that, being that I lived in Hawaii and worked with a lot of Japanese people and companies in, in and out, and I went to Japan. But I'd never heard it said like that, so simple and so direct that I got it because – well, most Asian cultures like believe everything is conscious. I, I, I was just adding that most Asian cultures believe everything is conscious. 
conscious or has spirit? Because he believes everything has. Oh, it's pretty much the same thing, you know. Well, this is something we have to talk about, taxonomy. And how do we each speak to each other in a conversation and know what we're referring to? So a lot of us at least speaking English because I've been listening to, to some TV shows in other languages trying to pick them up uh, or to see how much I can follow. And it's not easy when you can't understand what somebody's saying in another language, much less in the same language you're speaking. So communications <laughs> – and especially since I started American Communications Online, the ACO Club, is the fact that I wanted other people to converse with and, and have conversations with. And why I've been doing radio for seven years is to work together. It, it's very hard to do a radio show by yourself. And just because I'm talking to a mad and he's telling me what he thinks doesn't mean I understand what he thinks, but I have a general idea. So – Maybe uh, Ken and and Ahmed that the circles we're we're working with in American communications and on Facebook and social media, and we're all slaves to the trade of helping build cyberspace uh, free, putting our energy and our words out there. We do we really we do it generally speaking that we think people know what we're talking about. Is that a fair it's, statement? Uh, I think so. One of the things that I've, what you're saying brought back memories back when the original Star Trek first came out and they would go to another planet, a different species and the language, they had a translator that they would turn on and that would translate whatever the persons were saying into an intelligent language that we could understand. The same thing goes on. And I have friends in numerous different countries that don't speak English but yet uh, I, can trans, uh, I can translate th whatever they're typing into English where I can understand and vice versa. Trans and it's wonderful to be able to have friends. Otherwise, we probably would have difficulty in communicating. But technology has risen to the point where there's no excuse for us not to be able to communicate back and forth with we each do, other. We, we do have technology now that does real-time uh, translations that you can that are some of them are on your phone, some of them are standalone programs, but they do exist out there today that translate any language in the the humans know any generally spoken language, I should say. That's the fun part. It really is exciting once you have. And like I say, I, I do have friends that are uh, that don't don't speak English, but we consider ourselves. Uh, you know, very close relationship. When you have that kind of a connection with people, that is how you're going to maintain peace and, and understanding. And the, the difference becomes something that is of interest. I mean, it, it, it works out great. So I'm, I'm uh, the Eng English that we speak in America is a conglomerate of, of a lot of different languages, but primarily English, English, English. But um it, it has an awful lot of other bits and pieces from other languages. So I, I'm sure that with the devices that we've now created uh, electronically that uh, Ahmed was just talking about, it makes it easier for us now to communicate with intelligent beings in other galaxies, other universes, et cetera, and what have you. Because that's, that's really kind of what we were getting started into the conversation here is what are we going to be doing uh, in the near future with an organization like this, I think what we're creating, and you guys can join me if you want to, Ahmed and, and TJ, is 
and and that has to do with communications with extraterrestrials and other other beings. Perhaps they've they've tried their best with uh, the bosses, those that want to be in control of all the people. That now they um, they've tried small things, but I think on a big scale, we're ready for the full disclosure, and that's going to make a big difference in us being able to to uh, expand our knowledge away from this one little planet and this one small. Uh, little um, solar system within this this small galaxy amongst the whole universe, and that that is it's time for us to wake up and realize that that is what's available to us, unless we want to stay here and and play stupid and dumb and fight and kill and and hate, when in reality we can we can learn, love and create, and that's my preaching for the day. Okay, TJ. All right. So we're a theory-bound uh, group conceptually as uh, three veterans <laughs> that are going to study and share epistemology, a branch of knowledge, not knowing much, the three of us separately. Hopefully we'll know more together <laughs> the power of three. So the theory of knowledge is epistemology, but it's like us. Uh, a philosophy noun, okay, and how we translate our thoughts from each other together into our association. So uh, I'm going to just read this to you out of Wikipedia, folks, because we are allowed to use Wikipedia online. And it was a nonprofit and still is, as far as I know, a gentleman founded it and they got a lot of money together and put in, and people still help. But epistemology is the branch of philosophy concerned with the theory of knowledge. Epistemology is the study of the nature of knowledge, justification, and the rationality of belief. So basically, on the other side, it says the theory of knowledge, especially with regard to its methods, validity, and scope. Epistemology is the investigation of what distinguishes justified belief from opinion. So belief and opinion aren't necessarily the same thing. So there's epistemological theory and the aim of epistemology and the types of epistemology. And epistemology is the study of the nature of knowledge, justification, and the rationality of belief. And I guess that goes with spiritual science, ontology, metaphysics, because it says people also like ontology, ethics, axiology, and metaphysics. And a gentleman used something that, that Lauren, uh, what, what did I say his name was? Lawrence, Lauren M. on Wikipedia today was in security. I'll have to look him up. But uh, he sort of surprised me, but I believe it's because I was watching, and I've been talking about space waste. But uh, Lauren, uh, let me go into LinkedIn. Folks, uh, some of the things that if you want to know how to stay in contact with me, I use LinkedIn professionally because I was told to join it by ABC television contractor, a producer that came down to film me as a psychic reader for a television show called Wife Swap. <laughs> My mother and Stan Friedman were talking, and uh, I was talking to Stan Friedman in the UFO Association Uh the uh, people I was dealing with, uh, 
wanted me to do a reading as a psychic. So I did, and uh, the girl that I read was pregnant, but they didn't want to put what I found out on television. <laughs> but she did turn out to be pregnant, and she was a young teenager. So they didn't use the episode, <laughs> but they liked the idea that uh, I could read, and uh, that I was good at it. So, you know, it's picking up what you feel. The law of probability is the way we'd say in science terms probably. But intuit, how you intuit, how you your natural intuitive person and we all read people and we all feel things and we all and just for the sake of survival it's bred into us and but it's sort of like ken was saying or a mad i think it was a mad earlier that we don't really use all our skills on a regular basis because we don't have to and they say if you don't use it you lose it that's pretty much how they dumbed us down i would think over time is uh, through the hundreds of thousands, if not millions and billions of years, we're still arguing over how the Earth is based on the Earth's crust and the volcanoes and uh, the way that the plates you know, move on each other and destroy everything. So some of it we blame, we blame uh, on the way Mother Earth is, taking care of herself and cleaning herself up. And the other part is on people that have conquered, like our beings on the planet, and the ones that win the wars, and they rewrite history, and uh, they control both sides right now. And that's one thing that's become very apparent uh, due to follow the money, and that's how you see so many conversations in social media these days is people's opinions and theories on how we got into the position we're in with the corporate conglomerate and the organizations around the world taking over the power because information and knowledge is power and how we're going to move in the future and we don't need we want don't want to be naysayers or negative and we will do our best to help and be you know if we say we don't hurt them but you know if you're not going to help them please don't hurt them but ken can uh i mean we got a lot of negative naysayers even in our group i won't mention any names because i just saw something pop up being negative and attacking somebody on linkedin where i was going <laughs> one of our friends that used to work with me on Revolution Radio. So, But, uh, Mad, can you talk a little bit about how we're going to move forward but help people? And we're certainly not going to hurt them, but we're trying to move forward here and keep it real. Can you talk about well, that? I mean, I mean that, that's what the coming together in a community is to share ideas, to talk out the differences in the ideas, and then – to work upon the solutions that we come up with that are that work for all. It, it's just like you said, we got all these powers, but we've been dumbed down and told not to use them. Well, it's been since the beginning of organized religion that we've been dumbed down. Uh, it, it's it's just a fact if you look at it uh, uh, in history, and. Uh, before that, we were, you know, hunter-gatherers, and, you know, some of us were uh, uh, settled, but we, we had no need for someone to tell us what to do and how to do it. Today, you got people out there who cannot even function without being told it's time to get up. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting, though, the way we have been, as in the term dumbed down, is is very, very well put. It... Um, Hopefully, what we're involved in right now is waking up people to the fact that there's been more going on in this universe than what they might expect, and that the only way to, um, to, to break this hold on us being able to become 
intelligent beings, which is doubtful at times. Uh, the only thing we can do is is to uh, is to question, and that, that it, there's nothing wrong with questioning. In fact, that um, I, that's what we teach our. You know, but, but yet, you need to understand once you you've you've gone through the educational process and you've reached it where you understand. Then you you're at a point of action, and I and actually that applies for what we're doing right now. We're at a phase of action, and this is what's going to help uh, help move our species of of intelligent beings, our questionable intelligence, uh, into our position in the universe. So I, I think we're at a very living in a very interesting times right now, and I'm I'm excited about being a part of it. So. Anyway, I don't know if that fit in with what you were saying, Ahmed or TJ. Oh yeah, it did. It, it fit in good. Uh, see, and one thing about uh, the system out there now, like Facebook, Twitter, and stuff like that, was when you don't conform to the popular belief, then you're an outsider, and they ridicule you. Well, here we're not going to do that. We're going to listen to your ideas. We're going to take it into consideration, and we'll see what we can come with it. Yeah, you know. And and if it needs to be discussed. Where we can discuss it and find out, because so often, I mean, I, I, I was had um, a, a group of Civil Air Patrol cadets last night, and one person I, I was giving a, a talk about certain things, and one of them stood up and and challenged what I said, and then we talked very little bit, and I said, you know, I think you have a point there, and uh, me being Lieutenant Colonel and him being being a PFC was a pretty strong move, but I had no problem with addressing the fact. And agreeing that I may have uh, mislooked some of the research, some of the understanding. It, it's uh, we're at a point in in the universe, I think, where our little Earth planet people can start using their brains. We we were given large heads and very large brains for such a small body. Hopefully, we can find something to do with it. It's worthwhile. That's my position. <laughs> Instead of using it for a hat rack. A- amen. Amen. <laughs> I think what we're doing here is, is like I said, we're, we're, you know, it is about opening up your mind. I, I, I've told you all before, I don't have a real hard belief system. I have more of an opinion system. That way, when my when you something that you believe in uh, gets shattered, you get on defensive. You automatically go, oh, you're crazy. You know, and but if you have an opinion and you can listen to the other ideas, you don't have to necessarily accept them. But if you listen to them and see that that, that somewhere along there is, that these ideas have been uh, hard enough to convince that person that they're right, well, go do the research yourself and check why this person believes this, and you're going to expand your knowledge that way. Well, that is the big key: is do your own research. Don't just listen to and believe everything. Here, there, uh, even in religions, you can go back and do the same research and find the good of what was there and create. Because there are enough people out there with enough negative energy that'll do everything in the world to make you follow their path, whether it's good or bad. And generally, it's in a negative form. Uh, that's my opinion, of course. Uh, it 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 takes a challenge and it takes a desire from you to be able. To um, to do the research and then come up with uh, whether or not you can accept what's being shoveled into you with a big <laughs> a big shovel as to whether you're going to accept that. So 
we we as a species on this planet over the last thousands of years have been through many phases and uh it's it's that i personally i believe the truth is out there and it's up to us then again you can correct me if i'm wrong here truth is something that we have to analyze and see if it is accurate truth because um, i'm just discovering some things in in, in physics and all that TJ understands more than I do probably that um, what we did think was the way to get from point A to point B and may not be the easiest way to get there. We might just fold the universe over and take one step and we're there. So there, there's a lot to be learned, but the only way to do that is to have an open mind, but be sure what you put in that mind is something that is for the good of all. And I, in fact, that I've got a new philosophy coming in called the good of all. I you can correct me on that, but it's 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 enough that I'm willing to read about it and check in. So, yeah, we're we're at a fantastic phase, and I'm excited about living here as a being during this phase that we're going through, and that is uh, full disclosure and full understanding of who we are and why we're here and what's up next, Doc. Well, okay. one of the pitfalls we have to watch out for in this in, in this age is an overabundance of information. Amen. Because, I mean, you you get all kinds of stuff on your Facebook feed and on your Twitter feed, and if you don't check it, you don't know which is real and which isn't. What is put out there is disinformation on purpose with people just wanting hits on their site, or they are malevolent and they want to screw you up. And some people just like to argue and dispute. But right now I've got a friend of mine on LinkedIn I pulled up as a Buddhist. And I'm not going to mention any names, but he is a professional speaker. But he's also extremely well-known. But, you know, they're talking about – and I don't do chats, folks. So to be honest with you, just those that are in my club I talk to, I'm sort of a hermit. But I love to research, and I keep myself busy on this planet and in the universe, so to speak, as a biolocator, but working with energy. But, you know, just to show how silly some things are – Buddhism, if we were talking isms, you know, is one of the older uh, traditional, I don't know if you call it a religion, a world religion. I believe Buddhism is a world religion, but they're talking about the Ashoka tree is associated with incarnations of Buddha. But uh, a Chinese visitor to India in the 7th century AD claims that the Buddha himself was born under an Ashoka tree, but this is being disputed right now because other people are saying that the Buddha was born under a sala tree, a Soria robusta, S-A-L-A tree. Now, let's say I was a Buddhist and I was really concerned about what tree the Buddha was uh, incarnated under or born under. Or uh, These are what the man just said. That's a little bit too much information, and I don't think I have a dog in that fight, the way we say it down in the country's southern part of the United States. I mean, I know how I talk and what I mean. In the last 20 years, I've lived in Kentucky, and a lot of people think we're ignorant rednecks because that's what they choose to believe. However, if they want to talk to me about the Bible or quantum physics, I can talk about either pretty good and hold my own. So there are topics out there, but which Buddha tree? I wasn't there, folks, so I don't know which tree the guy was born under. But, you know, this this is important to people that have belief and opinions. And that they're entitled to those. But I'm not a Buddhist, but I've been told I am a Bodhisattva, a returning reincarnations type energy. So to some people, I may be Buddhist. 
but to other people, I'm just strictly a creationist or I have memories of past lives. But it doesn't matter. These are just words. So we tend to put people in boxes, and then once we think we've got them figured out, we move on down the road. So I'm learning now it's more important than ever to watch what comes out of one's mouth, especially on radio shows that go out all over the world. <laughs> Did you get that? Hey, you, in the mat? <laughs> well, if I could jump back in here, you know how things happen sometimes, and, and if you, you take a look at it, it, can, uh, it might be somebody out there in the galaxy, the universe, whatever. You obviously uh, thinks that I needed to point this out. And that is, you know, people come and say, oh, he's just a liar. He never did this. He never did. I said, garbage. This book was just about fell off the shelf in front of me. And I picked up and it's the uh, flight jacket and the classes of cadets and everything from the class one through 45 in 1964. And I went over here uh, and the page for the uh, the class for the 1964 class. And there's a picture of me right there. Ralph Kennedy Johnston uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. And there I am in this book um, of aviators where I went to the um, um, Navy, Navy and Marine Corps flight training in Pensacola. And the book just slid out here, and I guess that's proof. If you've got it published in the book and it proves the fact that, you know, hey, I am who I said I am, and I was there, and yes, that's just true. So whoever was planning on attacking me on telling a big fib or a big lie, I said, the book fell out right off of my bookshelf here. That's amazing. And things like that happen, and – You've got to be open to sources of input. I think that was a good input. I liked it. Thank you, whoever just gave that to me. All right, I'll shut up again. Well, Ken, uh, yeah, Matt, uh, you know, ufology and believing and all that, and just like Buddhism or whatever, I don't know that UFOs is a belief because we're finding out not just the nuts and bolts but the people driving them. You know, we have a pretty good UFO association, meaning that we know associates that like to study UFOs. And the big names that come out are always, well, it was Stanton Friedman for me because he was the one that I most related to back in the days. And then I've got some new people in Facebook that are much younger saying they don't care about Stanton Friedman or the old UFOs or real stuff because they already believe it and know it. So there's truth to the old guys, and there's truth to what we're discovering in the now today, what is new. There's folk life and there's history, and then there's history now and history being rewritten. So uh, would you help me come to terms with the fact that we may have some 18-year-olds joining us to 40, the young whippersnappers, but we were ones one time, so we can relate, but there is truth to the history of living, and I think we should respect our elders, and I am one. I'm going to be 68. And uh, Ken's, what, 76, 77, Ken? So we're your elders. You're not going to have as much longer in physical containers or meat suits. So enjoy it while you can. But if you, we can help yeah. you figure some of these things out, you know, we're like a support system here, right, Ken? Right. And I, I have been a li- I've been a living being for 77 years, but I didn't officially take my first breath until October the 2nd of 1942. So I, I'm kind of like the, the Europeans. I go ahead and say, well, I've been around for 77 years, by golly, and I'm, I've got to go to at least 180 because I truly believe our subconscious minds does everything in the world to try to help us achieve what we tell it. And like one person says, well, my Maudie, she died when she was 65, and I probably will too. My first reaction, I said, you probably will. 
And in my case, 180 is my first stop, and I'll take a little long check and see if I'm going to go past 200 once we get to there. So 77 is just a young age. I'm ready to go. Okay, now I've shut up again. And Dad, he's talking about what I was sort of talking about with AI. But I am uh, also a cyborg, Ken and uh, Ahmad, and you know what he's talking about, and we cover that too. So we can probably cover just about anything to do with uh, support of our veterans and support of people that have time to help us with our association or be recognized or come on here and share a radio show with who they've been and whether they think they've got anything to offer a bunch of people that are organizing to meet and share their thoughts and opinions. We're unemployed philosophers, but you know where I'm going, Matt, I'd like you to address again how AI is helping us and with me as cyborg, I've got a titanium neck, and you've got a, had a broken neck and stuff. But if you have to replace a leg, like my husband did, it was electrical, or uh, you know, it could bend. But we're replacing our things. I don't think we're going to replace our mind, but there are people cryogenics, and there's people uh, saying they're going to put their whole spiritual essence, reality, or whatever. Maybe it's just their thoughts. I don't know. But you got any? Uh, thoughts on where we're going like ken says we're going to live a long well, time well technology is a two two-edged sword i mean it can be used for good things and great stuff i mean people can uh you know uh we we do use it for uh, like you said you got a plate in your neck and pins i got one in my wrist and and that without it i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to use my my wrist i would it would have been fused solid and i wouldn't be able to bend my arm or hand you know so I mean, technology and people who are blind do you know have a lot of things that they're able to do. So technology can be a good thing, but it can also be used as a evil tool, for lack of a better word. Uh, uh, it, but uh, I, I this is it's the battle of balance. It, 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 we can't let it go too far to the evil direction for, or too far to the good side. I think we need to, this reality needs balance, and I think that's what we're here for, really, in the long run. Okay, so we may wind up, yeah, we may wind up helping each other, and maybe it will do better. Maybe whatever we're putting into the computer is the way I heard it. The three of us are important to each other and to ourselves. But coming together like this and throwing it into the database or out into the cyberspace, it becomes part of the universal whole. That's what I'm hearing. It doesn't go away. And Matt was saying nothing gets deleted, really, once you put it in. I guess if you do the code. now It used to be the keystrokes. Now it's your voice. Uh, so not sure what we're doing here, but it's supposed to be important. So you know, play the parts you, you need to play and be a part with others and – do the best you can, I guess. Is the I'm just trying to get people here to help me form a community that is supportive of each other, and we can come together and share and be co-creators, and you know, talk about what we're doing in the future. Right now, uh, my neck—I've lost most of the use of my reality as far as going. You know, I used to could turn my neck to left to right side, and if you look at a clock, you know, and I'm looking straight ahead, I can move maybe over to ten. Out on a clock on 10 p.m. or 10, and then all the way over to 2. But I can't move down to 8, you know, on my left or 3. So what is that? I only have – I've lost a lot of my usage 
You know, so if you've got a hundred percent, I've lost thirty five percent, but at least I've got a neck with titanium in it. It still works. It just doesn't work perfect, but I'm still here to talk and to communicate. So, which would be better, uh, you know, which is better than you being so you have to turn your whole body just to see to the side. That's right, and it is painful. So their nerves that they got cut and stuff too. So I couldn't talk after they did my neck for three months. I didn't think I was going to be able to talk ever again. That's why I wound up singing again and making. Uh, CDs. I've got Atlantis Oracle out there, folks, free if you want to listen to it on YouTube. It's got a few of my past lives on there. Atlantis Oracle by T.J. Thurman Morris or Thurman Thomas Morris. <laughs> so we're creating things. We're creating uh, audio, video, books, e-books, PDFs, and uh, we've only got 17 minutes left here. But uh, we will mention that uh, as an Irina Scott, Doctor Scott will be on. She wants to. Tomorrow night, and uh, she'd like me to make the show, so I'll do that now that we know she's coming on tomorrow. So, Ken, you'll be you, gone you for tomorrow. Went, your volume went down be... really drastic. Sorry. Uh, and that's something <laughs> is uh, I'm not doing anything different, but uh, I'm with Mediacom. We're supposed to have 5G, but I'm running. I called in on my cell phone, so I've noticed. So I'm paying, and it's going through AT&T and the satellites. So, you know, we're only as good as apparently communication. Or, Ahmed, can you address that? Why do certain things, is it the satellite or delay or bouncing from here to New well, York yeah, to Washington? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you have. there's a lot of factors involved in it. Shoot, our sun is involved in it. I mean, how much radioactive waves we're getting at this particular time, plus what other waves we're receiving from microwave towers and stuff that ain't connected to the Internet, you know? Well, All of I don't know how out. this works. How much do we need to know and share with the public? Because, you know, it depends on their level. You know, it, if they're just working to make a living, food, clothing, and shelter, it was like my publisher in Canada said when I was writing for UFO Digest. In 2007, he said, TJ, you know, you're a high being or a high thinker or, you know, you're way up there working in consciousness, but he's dead now. But, you know, I'm still here. And he was telling me not everybody can think like you or have time to explore like you do. So uh, it wasn't that he was jealous or anything. He just said, how come they don't talk to me? How come I don't think like you do? Or how come things don't happen to me? Well, I don't have all the answers. So. That's why we're coming together is everybody has something different or a, a part or a reason to be here, receive stuff, right? Well, yeah. I mean, some people like uh, me, I, I mean, I'm a, I am live in the south, in, you know, in the middle of nowhere, there were swamps around me. What, why do I need to know aviation? Well, you're not planning on going on a plane anytime soon, are you? I've got no plans of jumping on a plane and flying across the country like Ken might do, see? But Ken ain't going to come yeah. down here and, and go hunting for an alligator, see? Hey, let me, let me know when you go. I haven't, I haven't experienced that one yet myself, so I'll come down there and join with you. <laughs> there, there's something I, I want to uh, – can I jump in here real quick? Cause, um, go ahead. And TJ, I know – I know I've I've said it to you several times, and it popped out in some of the conversation. And this is for the for the listeners that are coming in that that have been following through what we're talking about, and and the, using the expression that you know we're we're all learning how to play 
together. And, and because of the way the term terminology in my my field and all is, is well, I'm not playing. I am being very serious about what we're doing. Yes, you know we'd love people to come and enjoy and and I guess you're going to say play, but we're going to have fun in getting the truth out to the whole universe or the whole galaxy or the whole planet or what have you. And that's all part of us being willing to listen to each other and to uh, to uh, do our own research and know what's true. So here we are now with the uh, Intergalactic Federation of Station Beings. I don't know if that's what I said earlier, but uh, uh, we, we are going to enjoy working together. And if it's playing, it's playing. So we're going to we can do both with this this new organization that uh, TJ is helping create here and being able to, um, uh, as I said, enjoy it and learn in the same process by taking on the role of a fleet admiral, which is a five-star admiral, five-star general. That means I'm going to, I've got a big job that she's handed me and says, okay, run with it. Okay. I intend to run with it and do the best that I can, but I'm going to be open to listening to what the inputs that anybody has and then we'll we'll decide together whether it's of any value or valid or not valid, and hopefully we can we can bring this to fruition and make it into something that everybody would love to be able to join and play with us. Is that sound fair, uh, TJ? Now I found a way that I can accept it. But we're going to play, but we're going to be working at it. How oh yeah, that? that's just a play on words. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Some of us we we only know how to communicate with words and. Marines only don't know how to play. We just have to get real serious. <laughs> well, that's something we could talk about probably because, uh, and we will some more tomorrow night, but I'm sorry that you won't be here tomorrow, but I know you've got plans with your wife, and we do share our lives, especially as volunteers for this radio show. And uh, this is formed by people that are friends of mine in the ACO Club, and uh I get to choose who those people are, so it's sort of fun to have your own little club, like Spanky and our gang. You know, we've got dogs ourselves, but we're 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 loving creatures, I guess one might say. But I believe that what brought us together was the word ET in the name, because uh, it's something Ken, myself, and Ahmed share is uh, the love for. Energy that we can't explain, or maybe our soul or spirit, I call it spirit science, but the fact that I, it's my choice to believe we're all extraterrestrials. That's my choice in my universe, and and uh, we're creating the Allied Command Organization, which one of my levels, or we'll say my bilocation, if you will, or my, a part of my spirit or my soul, is in another place. And they're learning to explain that, like quantum entanglement, or how can one be in two places at one time? Is this really a holographic universe, or is this a place in space that goes on forever out to source, which may be the real original comprehension of what God is? We don't know, but I, the people that I've come across on the planet and off the planet, uh, most of them say God has always been. So that's my philosophy. My mother's philosophy was uh, my physical, biological mother said live and let live. And when they uh, moved from World War II, and my uh, grandpa was uh, Jewish, and my grandmother, I believe she was a Mennonite, because her sisters all wore those. I saw them, and I saw their kids, so they were Mennonites. So sort of a strange thing on my mother's side, the Richmonds, but that was the reality for her growing up in World War II. She was born uh, 
December 5th, 1932, and she passed May 4th, 2011. And what's so funny is her and my dad had been divorced since I was uh, 12 years old, 1964, but he died within that same year. And they didn't even live in the same state. They never kept in touch after, uh, you know, they divorced. They were estranged. So I had a stepfather in Houston, Texas. But I found it extremely odd that both my parents passed the same year. So what is that about? I believe we're all ET spirits, and we're somehow come down here, and we find each other to do whatever. And I'm they you know, in my group, my metaphysical groups, we do find other meanings. Maybe we believe certain things because we find it in each other to endorse and approve or share the same feeling or emotion. And maybe that's what it's about because those off-planet, a lot of them I worked with had no – they were like Spock. They had no emotions. And the way it was explained to me was they were uh, – like we're DNA experiments down here, for those of you that don't have that connection to extraterrestrials, is the fact that some of us do, and that's disclosure, is the fact that we've been coming and going on this planet for billions of years. It's just some of us have families with the knowledge and the extension in our DNA or memories encoded to know this. Others do not, and I've met people of the Irish descent that seem to have that same knowledge and memories that I do. I've met people from Norway, and some people say that it's only the white people that came from space, and I don't agree. I, I believe all of us are from an extraterrestrial origin of some place. Some of us call them star people, star beings, and especially in uh, what I call the Ascension Age. So after 122112, and I was preaching and teaching, and uh, my, my grandson would say, preach, Grandma, because <laughs> uh, he'll want me to say something to my daughters that drink, and I don't drink, and he doesn't want them to drink, right? And they'll get all silly sometimes at night and keep us up late, which they did last night. So we didn't get a lot of rest because they were real loud talking and having a good time uh, you know, with uh, spirits. But those kind of spirits are different. But, you know, it's nothing wrong with anything in moderation. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that spirits inside you and spirits we use and the way we talk and think about spirits, we all can be spirits. And uh, sooner or later, we're going to leave this earth. And I would rather know that I have a comfort while I'm in the body that knowing when I left my body, I was still real. So I've experienced that, and so maybe now that we're all agreeing there's something, at least those of us that want to claim creationist or spiritualist or uh, E.T., <laughs> whether we get on the same page or not, uh, I would like to think the three of us as veterans that have had some training, we understand life a little bit of how we've experienced it and that there is a way to know when your children and, and you help your children, you help your ill and your elderly and you're abused and you know we're trying to take care of each other and be of support to each other which there's something to that the extraterrestrials taught me that things can be bred in and bred out based on what's needed at the time so i would like to suggest that in space you have good and bad or malevolent and benevolent and that we're all going to learn about that more so than we have in the past and it was never them and us it's always been us it's just that there's some groups of us out in space and other universes that may not be as uh, 
accommodating to people on the planet. They may come and need our resources. They may need certain things, like in some folklore, like the Anunnaki with the gold in their planet, Nibiru, which, you know, now a lot of people are staying, whether they believe it based on epistemology or the words or the folklore or the ancient history, depending on how you want to refer to it. It's just learning how to relate something you may have known or may have heard about or is it something that you're inbred with as a belief? So we're going to look at all that. And, uh, and Matt, I don't know that a belief is knowledge, but information is power on this planet, isn't it? Well, yeah, information is power, definitely. Belief is also a form of power, but, uh, you know, it's where you found, found yeah, found that belief on that makes a difference. And, I mean, if you've, you're fine – Put the foundation of your beliefs in hearsay or just what other people say, then it's, it's a, foul, a false foundation. You have to figure this stuff out for yourself. Good point. Ken, any last words before we get off of here? Well, yeah, I, would, I think um, we each one need to put out an impression. Like I, I, much earlier I said um, that people could get in and look at, um, you know, contact, looking at, KenJohnstonMedia.net because I'm someone tried .com and I got hacked real bad and I shifted away from .com and went to .net. So I mean, I'll do my best to respond back to that. But you know, we are now part of a a collective, if you will, a collective of intelligent beings, and hopefully we can uh, expand that terminology of intelligence. It's questionable for some of us, <laughs> but we're doing the best we can with what we have and what we got. So um, I'm really honored in reality to be able to work with uh, Ahmad and TJ and the others that are coming uh, on board with this team. And uh, yes, we are going to be playing, but is the play really playing? But Or is it just that we're going to have fun in succeeding in creating and making contact and ready for contact with the other intelligent beings that have been doing their best to keep us from destroying this planet. So there's there's still a, a lot of room for a lot of people and a lot to learn. And the more we can learn and the more we can share, the sooner we'll be able to take a better place in this galaxy, in this universe. I've got to say. All right. And if anybody needs a cause besides joining the Ascension Age or those that believe – they were all extraterrestrials, and we're all ascending into whatever. I go by seven levels, universe, multiverse, metaverse, xenoverse, and omniverse. And those are the five levels of this kingdom on the planet. And then above that, we have alphaverse and omegaverse. And in writing, we use alpha males. I guess we use alpha females too. But we have uh, ways of consciousness we use as beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma, Sigma and Tao, and Tao consciousness, and you can study all this in neuroscience and learn about a lot uh, from people uh, with us in cyberspace. So, you know, if you have something you're interested in, especially in the metaphysical world, I have Ace Metaphysical Institute, and I do have a gathering, and we just did an uh, event here. We'll do one about every six months at the Navarre Conference Center, so let me know if you're interested, and we can hook you up. And uh, we're going to do what we can in 2020 to maybe have a gathering in Jacksonville, Florida, or 
somewhere closer to a match so he can be there and hopefully get Ken over. And then Ken had one in 2018 in his backyard in New Mexico in 2018. And then I've had these locally in uh, 2019. And then we're in 2020, we're going to head over towards, I guess, uh, we got to have an international airport. Uh, Ken, can people get to your area of the country, or would we have to go to Atlanta? Or can we <laughs> go to the other universe? Uh, no, um, Albuquerque, New Mexico is where people would come into. And uh, if we're going to be uh, that, that's just it. We have not yet picked a site. Is it going to be Albuquerque? Is is a universal and um, worldwide location where people come in from every country all over. So it it is a central hub. And uh, if we want to do it that way, we can do it. Uh, I I find that um, Albuquerque is kind of right in the middle of the whole United States, east, west, west, central. And north and south, it's a pretty good location. Denver, Colorado, of course, I know is probably dead center, but Albuquerque has got more room. And uh, so we, we have still have to work out exactly where we want to have this next big convention. And as uh, soon as we do, everybody's going to hear about it, both on the live Internet as well as on our, our, our programs that we're doing here. So uh, that that didn't answer the question, but the best I've got for you right now. Well, Jacksonville does say it's an international airport. Uh, I've driven by there in a big truck, but I, I don't. I may have flown into Jacksonville back in the days. I used to fly all over the world, on top of it and underneath it too. So I've been under it, on it, and over it. So, folks, uh, ET world, uh, you can say it's my belief if you want to. Or you can say scientifically prove we're not extraterrestrial. So that's going to be the uh, ACO Association, we have articles and bylaws on our ACO Association with Ken Johnston Sr., Thomas Becker, and Teresa Morris, or Teresa J. Morris. My Facebook.com forward slash Teresa Morris, and uh, Mad Painter is A-M-A-D and then P-A-I-N-T-R. Uh, that's your Facebook, right, Mad? I want to at least leave them our Facebook pages because we use those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that my it? Facebook. Okay, and Ken, what's your Facebook? I hope it's Ken Johnston Media dot net. Uh, Ken Johnston Senior. That that thing you look there. Find you'll find me wearing my dark blue flight suit and talking in front of a bunch of little uh, pre kindergartners and young kids and giving you know getting them off to a good head start. So uh, do a little research, you'll find me. All right, so Ken Johnston on Facebook. And he's got three or four, so look for uh, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N, first of all. And uh, I'm going to punch on yours. There's one with him in his flight suit, and then there's one with a monkey and a couple others. But it says Ken Johnston underscore 3158. So Johnston, Ken, you should write that down, that uh, your Facebook, the one you're presently using, folks, is they put www, but you don't have to put all that anymore. We've got some new rules you don't have to do. But just remember, facebook.com forward slash K-E-N dot J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. And I believe it's underscore. No, it's dot. Wow, okay. So it's Ken Johnston dot 3158. So Ken dot Johnston dot 3158. That's the one you're using. And I'm sure you okay. can just go to Facebook and pull up the picture. Now, let me make sure, Ahmed Painter, 
let's see, a mad painter, and we will close this out. Uh, we're going to be here tomorrow night uh, with Elena, Dr. Elena Scott, and see what we can build with her. Amads is all one word, A-M-A-D-P-A-I-N-T-E-R, and that's actually Thomas R. Becker, B-E-C-K-E-R, from Tonawanda, New York, lives in Valdosta, Georgia. So this is open. Now, he has worked at ACO, DBA Ascension Center organization, which is also part of our, well, the mother company for ACO Association. And we'll get into all that. You can go to ascensioncenter.com. And read our articles and bylaws and subscribe. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow night and see if we can encourage Irina Scott, uh, Dr. Scott, to be more involved with our ACO Association. Everybody is invited. Please join us on Facebook. And mine is, I have Teresa Morris. So mine's Facebook.com forward slash Teresa Morris, T H E R E S A M O R R I S. Unfortunately, I've got over 5,000 people, and they don't let us – I don't know how these people get millions of hits on, I guess, a page, but I have TJ Morris Agency. They're still allowed to follow you even though you have so many friends. <laughs> okay. okay. So, But they won't be seen on the list or what? TJ Morris right. Agency. They won't be seen on the list, but they'll see everything you post. All right. Well, if you want to see what I post, as Teresa Marsh. And then I do, I did make up uh, five or six of them at people's request, but I have TJ Mars Agency, all one word. And I only have 1,479 on that one. I'm being choosy. I didn't just let anybody because they wanted to be a friend. Cause, and I did learn how to clean out spammers, but a lot of my closer friends know to find me on TJ Mars Agency, A G E N C Y. And just so you know, and I've got. Uh, Teresa J. Morris, A-C-I-R, and that's only got a few hundred. I just that, – that was my – my company is T.J. Morris doing business as A-C-I-R, and my PayPal is T.J. Morris Agency at gmail.com. And then we're going to start using the company because it's just for our expenses right now until we have a fundraiser to uh, bring in our products and promos at our event to – uh, have our own event. So <laughs> until we have a project and a fundraiser at Jacksonville Airport, uh, now if we do that, we're talking at the end of 2020. So it'd probably be around Halloween 2020. Uh, Mad is uh, Jacksonville. Can that is an international, but we may have one in every six months. We may have one in in Albuquerque with Ken, and then one with you. Is Jacksonville the closest international to you? Uh, yes, I believe Florida, so. Dayton, but yes, you're close so. Jacksonville, right? Yeah, I'm right smack between Jacksonville and Tallahassee, but I don't believe Tallahassee is an international. Jacksonville is. Okay. So, folks, we're, we've got to be near international because we are going globally. And people uh, actually flew in from Norway, and uh, we do have another pilot that's big on our ACO Association International that Ralph uh, – oh, what's Ralph's last name? Go to ACO Association. He flies all over the world, but he comes over to our – he came to 2018. Uh, something, Haig, Hooter Haig, Ralph – you know who I'm talking about, Ken, right, or Ahmed? Uh, Rota Hag, maybe that's his name. Anyway, we'll try to uh, get everybody where they can fly in and meet all of us. So 
Thank you, everybody. We will be back tomorrow night. Thank you for being my friend, listening to us wherever you're at in the world, Australia, the Emirates, China, Japan. Uh, I see people all over the world in numbers, and we're on iTunes and Speaker, uh, Spreaker and Stitcher and iHeart and FM Radio and SoundCloud and, oh, my gosh, so many places, podcasts, Podbean. And uh, we're putting out a magazine, and uh, we got a lot going on. So get with us and join us and be a part of the ACO Join the team. Join yeah, the team. And, and we'll, yeah. we'll discover what we're all about. But definitely the heart is you can read in the articles and bylaws on ACO Association. And I'll definitely say that ET Phone Home is definitely a mission of ours. And we're all extraterrestrials in one form or another. So. You know, but believe what you want, right? Do what thou wilt, harm none. <laughs> All right, love and light, everybody. Thank you, men. And uh, Janet, we love you, so I guess maybe you can put this up. She had to do her own show on Aquarian Radio, so I'll put a plug in for you, Janet. And uh, we'll get keep doing the ACO Association. All right, thank you, guys. Uh, hopefully see you tomorrow night. Ken, we, we won't have you, but we'll, we'll uh, have you next Friday next, right? You'll be back a week from now, or are you going to do Thursdays? You can do Thursday. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Matt.